You know you've got to sing along. Don't you know? This is the Cabinets HR Podcast, hosted by Jason Cabinets. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners, founders, and people in tech startups in HR. If you fall into one of these categories or are just curious about them, then this is the podcast for you. You will gain great insights from these great conversations. The Cabinets HR Podcast is brought to you by Cabinets HR. At Cabinets HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people by automating the HR process. We believe that you don't need a full-time HR person to receive full-time HR expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Cabinets HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cabinets. Our guest today is Cassandra Golston. Cassandra, are you, are you ready to be great today? Always. Cassandra is responsible for the strategic vision of PartnerTap. Prior to founding PartnerTap, Cassandra spent a career in software sales as a top performer at market-leading SaaS companies. During her tenure, she led a division in total annual re- recurring revenue and obtained consecutive presidents' clubs and annual awards. Today, Cassandra is driven to make the jobs of salespeople more lucrative through te- PartnerTap. Cassandra is passionate about giving back with a focus on charities around autism and youth. Cassandra, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. Cassandra, what are you focused on right now? What's keeping you busy? Well, I'm focused on growing our company. I'm focused on um, you know, helping our users be successful on our technology. Um, and I'm focused on um, helping the people that are working at PartnerTap. So Cassandra, you know, there's a saying, sales cures, cures all, but usually startups and new business, they focus on, you know, the product and other things and sales always an afterthought. Why, why is this? I mean, we all know sales, you need sales to survive and bring in cash flow, but <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll do it later or let me work in this sexy thing right here. Why, why is this? Well, if you don't, if you build a product that nobody's going to buy um, or you don't have a plan of how people are going to pay for it, then you really don't have a business because we're all in business um, to build to build a company and a product that people will purchase. And so if we build a company and, and nobody purchases our product, at some point in time, you're not going to have a company anymore. So sales is at the core of you know, who we are and what we do, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So, Sandra, when, when should a, a company hire a dedicated salesperson? I think, I think when you're a, a small company and you are bringing a product to market, I think your first step is as the CEO of the company, you are the first salesperson. So once you have 10 customers, you understand why people are buying from you. And if you're selling a product that requires a salesperson, sometimes you're selling a product where people find you organically online and they can click to buy your product and that's great. But if you're selling a more complex product that is expensive or more expensive, then you're going to need to figure out how to sell it. And um, so I think once you have 10, 10 customers... I think it's time to bring on somebody uh, to sell your product. Cassandra, can you talk about how your company came about and what, what your vision is for it? Sure. Um, I started out as a software sales professional. 
and worked for 13 years before I founded PartnerTap. And in, in the complex sales cycles that I worked in and the companies that I worked in, we had a vast partner ecosystem. And when you're in B2B software sales, you're constantly working with partners to help you get into deals. So if you think about your business, Jason, you're probably talking to different people in your industry that sell um, similar services or complementary services to help you find that buyer and refer you into that buyer that is looking for your service right now. And we all know that when you get referred to that buyer, you cut through the noise of people just finding you and, and you know, you're competing against all these other products. So in that, it's really, really difficult for a salesperson to find that partner that can connect them to that buyer in their target account. And so we created PartnerTap to allow salespeople to basically have their account list in PartnerTap and PartnerTap recommends them other sellers that sell complementary services to theirs that have uh, sellers in their target accounts now. And so our users are basically on our platform understanding who else in their partner ecosystem is selling to their buyer right now that they can get introduced to or they can leverage to help them you know, co-sell or close a deal together. Cassandra, so how are people finding out about PartnerTap? Do you have a marketing plan, word of mouth, or how's that going on for you? All different ways. So they find us on search. They also find us because uh, a, sale per- a salesperson in their network is using our technology and they've invited that seller to join our network. So they're finding us that way. And then we also have a sales team. We've, we have uh, uh, market development representatives that are calling on our, our target buyers. Um, and we also use PartnerTap ourselves. So um, we're, we're getting referred into accounts through our own PartnerTap network. Sandra, from your point of view, what makes a great salesperson? What characteristics do a great salesperson need? I think what makes a great salesperson is, um, I think, I think you can be taught to be a great salesperson. I, I think that some people are born with talent, but I think that to be great, you are working at your craft all the time, and you are changing with the times. So there's all different tips and um, different ways to sell um, that come out. And I think it's important to constantly be reinventing and trying new things as the market changes. So I think a great salesperson is also authentic to themselves. And they have their own style. Um, and that's why we see so many salespeople that are really different from each other. Um, so I don't think it's today. It's not just that outgoing person. It's, it's, it's the person that connects with their buyer 
and is able to convince that buyer to make a change. Yes, I think there's a myth out there that you have to be an extrovert to be a successful salesperson. But I would Not argue that an introvert would actually do better because introverts probably listen more and, and listen to what the problem the person has and deliver a solution. Where introvert more like will walk, probably talk their ears off, so to speak. You know. <laughs> well, that's where I think that you can learn. You can learn to listen. So as an extrovert, extrovert, you can learn how to listen to a buyer, um, and so. If you're willing to do the things that help you connect with that buyer and make the changes that might not be innate in who you are, you can become a great salesperson. So introvert, extrovert, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it just matters. Can you, uh, can you connect with that buyer? And are you solving a problem that they think um, is... is is a big problem and that your solution will basically be the solution to fix that. Cassandra. So is sales sales, like for example, can you be is SaaS sales the same as car sales, the same as selling barbecue grills? Is the method the same or do you need to change the method based on the product you're selling or service you're selling? That's a great question. I think, I think sometimes we, we make sales really complicated. Um, at the end of the day, you always have to remember that you are having a conversation with another human or multiple humans. And, and it, is, it is connecting with those buyers. And car sales, software sales, at the end of the day, we're all trying to make the sale. Um, so at the core, it's, it's the same, right? We're people and we're having a conversation and we're trying to get the other person on the other side to make a purchase. Um, in car sales, I, I would think it is a more transactional sale. And sometimes in software sales, it's a transaction. Um, but I, I think car salespeople get a really bad rap and, and that's unfortunate. I don't think all car salespeople are that, you know, the, you know, what everybody thinks a salesperson is, but um, yeah. So I, I, I just think it depends on, on what you're selling and how many people are involved and is it transactional or is it strategic? Is it a short sale or is it a long complex sale. And depending on those types of deals, you're going to need um, different skills. And, and not everybody can do both. Um, but so that's my thoughts. But. Thank you. Cassandra, so we talked earlier about when you should bring a salesperson in. What advice do you have for a small business owner or, or a founder of what to look for in hiring someone? I think you need to look for somebody that... So if you're if if you're new technology, so it depends on where you are at in your company's lifespan. So if you're newer technology, you're going to need a person that is what we would call a missionary salesperson. They're coming out there, they're bringing a new idea, a new technology to the market and you're basically educating the market on the problem that you're solving because nobody before knew that A, this was a problem 
because there was no solutions to solve it. But in a later stage company where you have an onslaught of marketing support, um, you have a mercenary type salesperson. This is somebody that can take in well-qualified leads in an extremely competitive uh, market and just close. So I think there's two types of salespeople. Um, and I think there's people that can be both. But I'll tell you, when I started this company, um, I had worked for some of the biggest companies in the world. Um, we had so much marketing support. We were the brand standard. We were the most expensive product. And when you go into a brand new category with a technology that's new, you're now in a different type of sales process. And it took me a while to figure out what, you know, the way that we sold before wasn't going to be the way that people were going to buy from us right now uh, or when we started. Cassandra, from your point of view, should salespeople be sold by commission, salaries, or some kind of combination? That's a good question. I, I just think it always ties back to um, what is the company trying to drive to? So um, I think commissions... Oh, I think commissions are important. I think a base salary is important for a salesperson personally, um, just so that a good salesperson that is, you know, selling deals, but maybe you have some spikes and valleys, you're consistent and and you can you can come to work every day and, and feel feel okay because your family is being fed. <laughs> And, you know, if you're not making your numbers, then, you know, nobody, nobody can live on a base salary. So you absolutely want to have the commission, but just to kind of keep things stable as, as you're going through your year. Cassandra, so suppose there's a salesperson out there and they're just struggling. They've been trying to sell six months. They can't close anything. When you when you tell us that we know maybe this isn't career for you, or you say maybe you need to get no more retraining or track some more. But what, what, what I mean that's a fine line, I think. You know, what mm -hmm. would your advice be on that? Well, I think that you can teach somebody if they are putting in the effort. So I think if somebody has the will and the drive and faces rejection and can get up again, I think that with a great leader. Um, that is good at, at honing new people, uh, they can make them successful. And I've got to give a shout out to one of my co-founders, Autumn Graham. She is an amazing sales leader. And I've seen her take people that people said wouldn't be successful. And you know, she was able to get them to um, be top performers. And so it's all about, does the person have the drive? Because you can't teach that. But if they have it, you can teach them the skills. If they're willing to, again, change based on uh, the feedback. So you have to be coachable. So I think it's drive and coachability for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, if somebody isn't performing and they don't want to and it's, and it's mentally just killed them, then they're, 
they're going to leave anyways and they're not right for, for the job. Yeah, because some people that can't take saying here, no. And I think that's the hardest thing. But mm-hmm. I remember hearing somewhere that you want to hear no because the more no's you hear, the more you can practice your pitch, practice your craft, and the closer you get to a yes. That's absolutely right. It is always who are you talking to? What is the pipeline and keeping that pipeline full? Um, I think as a newer salesperson, you have to have more deals in your pipeline because you are, you're just, you're not going to be as good or as practiced. It's not good. It's just practiced as uh, a tenured salesperson is. So, you know, it, it is. And, you know, keeping that mental toughness. And so we say these things of, oh, good. You heard a, you heard a no. You're that much closer to a yes to change our mindset. And it is all mindset. Yes, I think also like if you type a person like takes no like personally, you it's, uh, you're probably gonna fail as a salesperson, right? Because if you take it personally every single time, you're gonna destroy yourself, right? You will. I think it's hard to learn that, um, and so I think I think just time time in carrying a bag will get you uh, to the point where you don't take things personally. But I mean, I remember when I first started out in sales, um, that weekend after I had gotten the job, I'd worked for a week in sales, went away on the weekend and was just like, what am I doing? This is awful. I heard no, you know, that this was at a time where we had to make a hundred cold calls a day. And so it was brutal. Um, and I just remember that weekend thinking, this is not the job for me. But you just can, you know, learning how to mentally be tough. And I invested in a coach. And, and so someone to help me um, just get over the nose faster. So I think it's a learned skill because innately, rejection is hard. And it's personal to us, right? Yes. And so, you know, just learning that. I mean, I think I was 24 years old. So, um, but now it is not personal. You know, it's not personal. It's a business decision. And so, it, even when somebody says no, what I learned years later is that those companies would come back and they would buy from you. So, a no to me, is just not now. Yes. I mean, it could be a matter of time. You could call someone and they might have just got out of a two-hour meeting and they're completely drained and, you know, just have no energy. Absolutely. Or, I mean, there's so many variables in there, you know. Absolutely. And you just always are professional. And the way that you take re- rejection, um, you know, when you come back again the next year or six months later, they remember you. and they remember how you're a professional and you're just there to, to help their company. I just remember an infinite deal, deal that I had. I went and tried to sell this company for five years straight. The fifth year, I won that business. And that is just a deal I'll never forget. But that's what it takes five years sometimes for a company to go, you know what? I'm going to make a change now. I'm ready. <laughs> and you're there. 
you're there when they they make a change. So when someone says no to us today, I just know that, hey, in one year, in two years, in three years, maybe five, they'll be ready for us. We'll be here. That's a great story. (laughs) So change the subject a little bit. Can you talk about some of the charities that you're, you're involved with? So... Autism is a big deal for for us. Um, we, uh, I actually have an autistic son, and so um, we're very involved in um, in different in different charities around autism um, and early intervention of autism. Um, we found out very early on that our son was autistic. Um, we had early intervention and it, my son now is, a lot of people would say, really, your son has autism? And so very involved in um, just getting the message out there about autism and early intervention and the help that we had. It's important to me to... Um, give back and make sure that that low-income families are able to get the support that we got. Cassandra, I understand you have something for our listeners today. I do. So any listener on today's podcast uh, that is in sales or runs a business, jump on a partner tap, get your free account, connect with me. I'm happy to make introductions if you see companies that I'm I'm in right now, um, and that's 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 our that's our free offering. Thank you for that, Cassandra. Cassandra, can you share your social media links for both yourself and your company so people can reach out to you? Sure. Um, my Twitter account is at Cassis twenty three. Um, my LinkedIn is Cassandra Golston. Um, and you can always find us um, on LinkedIn on our Partner Tap page. And for a listener, we'll have all the links to her gift and her social media on our show notes. And you can find our show notes at www.cabinetshrblog.com. Cassandra, we're coming to the end of our talk now. Can you give our listeners any last minute wisdom or advice on anything you want to talk about? Just remember that sales cares all. So keep selling. Great. Don't give up. <laughs> Cassandra, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for your time as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cabinets HR Podcast. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok at Cabinets HR. Also check out our weekly live streams at the Cabinets HR Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Periscope, where we focus each week on an HR topic important for small business. These are every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and last around three minutes. To join our weekly HR email newsletter list, send us an email to jasoncabinets at cabinetshr.com. Thank you, and remember to be great every day.